0: Sierra, and I'm the host of your new favorite podcast, The Local Woman. And of course, today I'm joined in the studio by your favorite local woman, Miss Jade. Yay! Thank you so much for joining me today, Jade. How's your week been?
1: It's been great.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes, and uh, I love the holiday season, so I've really been getting in the holiday mood this week, trying to make some decisions about like gifts and Mm -hmm. things like that. I'm going to buy, and of course, I'm trying to buy local Mm -hmm. this year. Um, How's that going for you?
1: So, I haven't really been buying local. That's just, I mean, because I have to buy for children. Sure,
0: absolutely. You, but you know, there is a local toy store called Williams Store um, here in Macon, yeah. actually located on Ingleside. There's
1: also a Father's Go- Father Goose on uh, Forest uh, Forsyth Road. My, my friend Susan Dan owns it, and they have a lot of great toys in there. Um, I do plan on getting a few things. We'll need to reach out to her. I didn't
0: know that store existed Mm -hmm. at all. And I also need to reach out to the owners of William's store as well. That's good. I like it. Well, uh, today we are also interviewing Miss Kara Velasco. Welcome to the show, Kara.
2: Hi, I'm happy to be here. (laughs) How are you today? I'm good. I'm, I'm doing very well. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. well.
0: And how's the holiday, or how are the holidays treating you? You getting any shopping done? What's happening on your end?
2: Yes, we are getting shopping done. We actually wrapped up most of our shopping a couple of weeks ago. We're that weird family. Oh who my like gosh, we all envy August you let's start looking. What can we get people? And so, (laughs) um, so we mostly have everything kind of pulled together. They need to be like assembled and wrapped. So we're not there yet, but they're all like in the guest bedroom, like ready to be like dealt with. So we're doing that, but we definitely are loving everything that's happening. We last night went downtown and went through the lights and just, these oh, isn't isn't so, it so, so pretty. Those are in. pretty.
0: They're beautiful. Yeah.
2: Yes, and just to like have watched it grow, and I think this is either year three or four. And yes. I mean, it's just all over the place down there, and it's beautiful. And everybody was out. You could tell that, you know. I mean, it's a Friday night, and everybody, or a Saturday night, and everybody was just out walking around. It was just really cool. It was it was cool to be in that atmosphere and yeah. to be able to spend time looking at them. Yeah, they
1: also have lights out in uh, Mercer.
2: Uh, yes, they do. And Chuck Aaron's Hammock, dad yeah, did it. Chuck Hammock
1: of, did all the yes. uh, the lights there, yes. which we went.
0: An awesome truck. You did an amazing job, uh, yeah. Aaron. Your dad's They the are beautiful.
1: Yeah, we went. We went last week to the ones downtown, and but by the time we got to Mercer, they had shut off. And I was oh, like, no. but I could drive yeah. through, and I was like, I bet it's so pretty. So <laughs> this uh, this uh, next yeah. week, me and the kids are gonna gonna go and drive through because they were really disappointed that you know because it's like. Has Bang the music? Yeah, you turn the music on because he used to do the ones at Chick Fil A. Yes, on Tom Hill, mm-hmm. and so he took those and he moved them over to the to the Mercer area. Oh, well,
2: that's a cool little little snippet. I did not know that, and mm-hmm. honestly, they reset them up so differently that I didn't even notice that's what that was. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so they looked really good. Yeah. Like oh, like way picture worthy. They were so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I'm a huge fan of Christmas lights, though. Like too. Just the nostalgia associated with we Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. I remember gr- or, excuse me, with Christmas lights, I remember growing up off of uh, Forest Hill Road, there was always the street. whole
1: neighborhood yes. would light up. Everywhere, oh my God, right yes. across from the
0: church and yep. they would, I mean, it would be one of those situations where it was a cul-de-sac so you had to drive through the cul-de-sac and you would get to see everyone's Christmas lights and it was one of my favorite parts of the the holiday season and I really want people to get back to doing the yeah. Christmas lights. I know that like mm-hmm. there are multiple reasons why people may not participate anymore but I have to admit they really it really brings me lots of joy
1: I remember as a child we would go to a house like somewhere off of Eisenhower mm-hmm. I feel like
0: I feel like an off of Anthony Road yes yes and I like, remember that they, one. I mean
1: they had the whole house even the inside like you could go inside of the house oh they had gosh. every room done and like you came out at the end, and there was this little old man that would give you like a tootsie roll oh or gosh. a peppermint. Oh, it was.
2: I secretly want to be that house. It was. <laughs> I just wish we had some Christmas. Adorable sleigh
1: bills, Yeah. <laughs> Are you Maybe that can be our intro. Yes. Oh my gosh,
0: I love it. Christmas is one of my favorite holidays. I mean, of course, I love uh, giving gifts. And I mean, we, I think we all enjoy giving gifts, but I just feel like there's like a different atmosphere Mm -hmm. that hits Mm -hmm. around this time of year that just like, Mm -hmm. um, there's like a, this feeling of like new hope and, Mm -hmm. you know, rejuvenation that comes along the new years headed this way. You're really contemplating the year that's passed. And I mean, I think this has really been a difficult year for a lot of people. And, uh, but also I believe there's been a lot of positives that's come out of this year for a lot of people as well. I myself have really found some positive things in myself, in my friend group, in my life to really focus on and really center on. And I think that kind of brings us to uh, the topic of today. And we are talking to Kara Velasco because she's a life coach. And um, I I know myself coming towards the new year, you start to think about uh, making resolutions and things like that. And you want them to be actionable. You want them to be real. And sometimes you're not sure where to start. And Kara, is the type of person who can tell us where to start.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. That's exactly what I do. And funny you are to mention COVID and how, you know, good things have come from this year. Um, I actually, you know, I, a little bit more about me. I've been in the life coaching world and had my own personal life coach for right at four years wow. this year. Oh, wow. And um, th- yeah, and it's, it's something that's always spoke to my heart. I just really loved everything I was learning and just loved, the assets are growing and growing like personally. And um, this year with COVID, I decided that I would launch my own thing and kind of go in my own direction and really teach what I had been learning over the years. But in specifically what's worked for me, not necessarily what I had gotten from my previous um, coaching group that I am still a part of today and love. Um, But I there's just more to it than a lot of people get into this like wellness aspect or your health and those kind of things, they get into it because they want to lose weight or look different when it's more than just that you, you could look different tomorrow, but you would still feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's really, and this year I think has been a great example of, you know, things could be different, but you would still be unhappy in some sort of way. Like we all wanted to be at home all the time and now we are we're still unhappy, you know, right, absolutely. Like little things like that. And so um, that's really what pushed me this year. So that's what I've learned in in just this year is you know go the extra mile and do what you want to, and if you have time, do it. You don't have as much time as you thought you had. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just a life check for all of us. We can all check in.
0: Well, I'm excited just to delve into this uh, conversation with you because I mean, yeah. when you mention life coaching, a lot of people kind of shrug it off. They're like, oh. Life coaching. You know, they don't take it seriously. They don't really understand. You know, there's a difference between needing a life coach and needing a therapist. And, you know, that's really kind of what we're going to jump into today is like finding out whether you need life coaching or whether you might need to take other avenues. And that's really something a life coach can kind of help you figure out. Mm -hmm. So, Kara, we want to find out how you went about being certified and kind of what are your credentials for being a life coach because we want to kind of debunk some of these concerns people have about life coaching today.
2: Yeah. No. And you know, people's concerns is, I mean, it's definitely um, valid because it isn't board certified. There is, it's not like you go to school and people are checking in on you and then there's like a specific thing that you, you enroll with to make sure you uphold these values and these things, you know, it is its own thing. It's not big enough to where it. Um, it's certified. There isn't like a overarching, um, like, board that you have to, um, like, report to or follow certain rules, it's definitely um, a lot less structured than therapy is. Um, However, because of it not being so structured, um, and they do work on two different things, and I'll talk about that a little bit later, but because it isn't structured, it's more readily available it's easier to give advice it's easier to coach people because you don't have a board looking on you now there are lots of certifications out there um you can be certified as a life coach um in many different ways however because it's not you go to school and do it um it ranges (laughs) just like anything that's not um not i can't think of the word Um, anything that's, that's not regulated. It's Mm, not a regulated trade. And so um, that because it's not regulated, you can do it on a smaller basis or you can do it in your spare time and you can, and it's also more affordable. Also Um, there are certifications that range from $9 to um, $21,000. I mean, that's just like going to an entire, correct. Yes. Um, so they range. And so you, when you do go to look for a life coach, it is important to look at the life coach and how a lot of it's done on like how long they've, they've studied for themselves, how long they've been on their own journey, um, how long they've been under somebody. There are different master, quote unquote, master coaches out there um, who teach different like coaching philosophies and theologies and different things like that. Um, but that is like one of the things that makes people super hesitant about like, oh, a life coach. Um, there's also the the thought of, oh, life coach just kind of tells you what to do with your life. Um, and that's not actually what we are. Um, I think Hollywood kind of can portray that or has portrayed that to us as a life coach is somebody who's going to fix your life and mm-hmm. tell you how to do things and be your best self, which is, we do want you to become your best self, but we do it by teaching you tools on how to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so people's concerns are valid. Um, but it's definitely different than therapy, like 100%. Um, and one of the biggest, what I, I personally believe, and most life coaches have their own belief on the differences between therapy and life coaching. They are very similar. They talk about the same topics, but it's the way the topics are talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like the main topic I would say, um, that, or the main difference is that a life coach helps you like become successful while a therapist helps you figure out how you've gotten to where you are. So one is future oriented and one is past oriented life coaching being future oriented, um, uh, therapy being past oriented. Now, both of those things, we talk about both of them in both sections. Um, like a therapist would talk to you about, like, your goals and what you're going to do. But what they're really there is just kind of to talk you through what's happening day to day, why you may feel that way, really getting down to the nitty gritty of why you do something a certain way. When a life coach will, you don't like what you're doing, what can we do to change that? What can we actively do to get um, something out of this that you want? How can you benefit from this? Well, what I'm hearing a lot about is
0: accountability, though. It sounds like a life coach is more there for, uh, excuse me for interrupting, but it it truly sounds like there's a lot of accountability there. Like you're helping people identify their goals and plan ways to achieve them. But um, what are some of the goals that like some of the clients that you've had have actually come to you with? Um, And how do you help them meet those goals?
2: Yeah, I have a range of clients. Some of them are there specifically for weight loss, and then we dive into some other things. And then I have some who just aren't happy with their life. They've lost their weight and they're still not happy. Or they've um, they've gotten the divorce that they thought was holding them back, and they're still they still just don't know who they are. They don't know who they are as a person. And so um, some of my clients are still working on weight loss. And what that looks like is that. We talk about why they're eating, how they're eating, what's the reason they're eating for, and then make a plan of how to move forward. Um, And then I have another client who's really working on just some things that happened. He has some trauma in his past. And not trauma as in, um, like, sexual trauma or anything, just just your basic trauma. You know, we are all Mm -hmm. built... Right. We're all built a certain way. I mean, even bullying
0: is trauma that you experience in your youth. I mean, I think that often when people think of trauma, um, they think of something that has to be large scale. Right. But I mean, trauma is anything that entered your life that was uh, considered a hindrance or an interference.
1: Yeah. And it could be a lot of little things that all just like compounded on top of each other. True
2: right or even little scenarios like um like your parents getting a divorce Mm -hmm. and you being and you seeing and hearing certain things and you really internalizing them right and where like your mom has said something and for the rest of your life you hold on to that one comment and you don't even realize that every time you go to do something that comment is in the back of your head and that's how you're basing all of your actions on Mm -hmm. but that too is that is that too is trauma. You know that is something that you've held on to and was really life altering for you. And life altering can be good also. You can have things that are life altering that are good. But because we as human beings are wired to look at the bad, that's generally where we get stuck. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's really what I try to do with my clients is help them get unstuck and to help rewrite what their thoughts are in their head. Now, um, have there ever so, been
1: instances, I'm sorry for interrupting, have there ever yeah, been instances no, of, say that, you know, you you have a client, has there ever mm-hmm. been a time where you're just like, oh, I don't think that I can, you you need to see like an actual yes. therapist, like um, yes. that's a lot to unload and I am just not the
2: one to do it. Correct. No, absolutely. I, a lot. Yeah. I personally haven't seen it, but there is a, um, there. like we as life coaches know that there are skills we can handle and there are skills we cannot handle. Mm-hmm. And that is when you would go to a therapist. If you are extremely depressed and you aren't able to actually physically get out of bed and do things. Right. And um, I'm happy to give you some ideas of how, of how to kind of hack your brain and how to like get your thoughts in the right, you're in the right, like mindset to be able to do that. But if you're truly having a chemical imbalance, that is when we would then move on. Like Mm -hmm. I'd be like, look, it it might be time for you to um, seek a therapist. I'm happy to help you find one. Um, Here's a couple that I've already looked up that I think would be really great. Um, Oh, that's right. yeah, yeah, and and it, you just have to really know, and it, and that's another going back to that original question you had asked Sierra about why people are weary about it is mm-hmm. because it is on the life coach to decide if they can handle it or mm-hmm. not. Handle it. Um, I I per, I will personally say that all the life coaches I personally know I would trust with that question, but I'm sure there are people out there. To, it can be a little weary where you're like, well, I don't know, you know? So, um, but it, it, it's just something I feel like we as life coaches should do with due diligence. Is, well, right, I love, I love really that you're being so transparent
0: about that mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because that yeah. is something is that, um, from what I'm hearing you say, and do correct me if I have this incorrect, what I'm hearing you say is that it's not one size fits all.
2: Um, no, mm-hmm. uh, similar no to actually niches within life coaching too. Like yes. I, I'm a wellness coach, so I truly do focus on that and wellness aspects of your life there are ADHD coaches there are um, business coaches there are all those things and they're not all in that same umbrella of life coaching and so in those little niches you know you find your niche and what you feel like you can truly teach and generally um, if you have a niche these other things like depression or other other things that anxiety those other things they affect how we do like, for example, in wellness, they affect how we eat. They affect those mm-hmm. types of things. But if I'm seeing that my client who has come to me for wellness is really stuck in this area, that would be my personal red flag to say, hey, have you thought about also seeing a therapist on top of this for this section? Well, what led you
0: towards health and wellness? Um, because if you, <sighs> if there are these various... Um, uh, 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 pathways or avenues that people could take as far as life coaching. I'd love to know what encouraged you to go towards the path of wellness and health or health and wellness. Yeah.
2: I am a um, personal development junkie, which, you know, (laughs) would would definitely, you know, life coaching. Of course, of course you must like those self-help books. And I do, but I particularly love, um, like movement of your body and workouts and how you eat, and I've always, I've always said I was obsessed with wellness. Um, Obsessing, I know it can be negative, but I see it as a positive here. Something I've never given up on. Um, I've never really felt like I've had a body. That I belong in, like I'm, like I can always do some work on my body in some sort, and um, and in my personal journey, I was pretty tiny until I got to college and got to college, added on that freshman fifty, <laughs> if we're being honest, and kind of never came back from that. And it has always been from grad. I remember from graduating from college, it was always figure out what would work. Um, like diet and nutrition and exercise wise. And I was really, really, really focused on what I ate, how I ate it, um, what I did to move my body, but was never, um, I never looked at like how I felt or why I was eating it. Like Doug deeper, you know, I was like, here's a meal plan. I should be able to follow this and lose X amount of pounds, but I would never get there. And so it always felt like something was missing and that I needed to dive in more. Now there are some people who are very black and white and that works for them. That did not work for me. <laughs> uh, it didn't work for me at all. And so um, I, a couple of years ago, had, I mean, and I had tried everything y'all like from Weight Watchers to keto, Atkins, you know, South Beach. Um, I had done a hormone therapy. i had done, all the things I felt like. And it just still was like, why can I not do this? Like, what is the hiccup? Why can't I just, why can't, why can't I do this? And a lot of us get stuck in that. And I found another, I was actually in the middle of hormone, like a hormone therapist and um, found my personal life coach, um, Corinne Crabtree, through a podcast actually. And it's losing 100 pounds with Corinne Crabtree. And um, it she she just said something different. She spoke about like what you think is why you're eating this way, you know, or you don't have to have breakfast if you're not hungry. You know, it was just very different. It was different wordage. It was different things. And basically what she was doing was taking life coaching principles of, um, of how you thought, how you feel it then re- it produces a result in your life. And my thoughts of I would never lose weight or I'm always going to be fat, which is something that always went around in my head, um, that was what was hindering me from actually losing the weight. And so um, it was just, it was different. And that was kind of how I had found life, life coaching in general. And it start, I stopped really focusing on the weight and how I looked and I started focusing on who I was how I felt, mm-hmm. um, how I felt about me, how I viewed me, um, how I viewed me in other people's lenses, like how I thought what you would be thinking about me. You know, I, I got to work on some of those things and the weight started to drop because I wasn't eating because I felt bad. I wasn't eating because I felt insecure. I wasn't eating because, um, I felt like I wasn't enough. I wasn't worthy. You know, I, I was able to, redirect my thoughts to okay this is just something you think and it's not true let's move on um and so that's really how i got into the wellness part of it is you know i teach more than just how you should eat and what you should eat i teach a true balance across the wellness scheme um but yeah, that's really how, I hope that answers your question. I feel like I went around it in a really oh, long no, way. <laughs> I do believe that
0: you've totally answered the question because I mean, you and I've had this conversation about, yeah. you know, um, f- for me, my weight has been, uh, I honestly think I may have been born at least 30 pounds, you know, just like heavy <laughs> and ready, you know, just, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've always been larger, but it's also always been something that bothered me and there's yeah. a part of me that truly struggles to understand why if it's something that bothers me, it's something I don't like, I can't seem to take control of it. You know, there'll be times, uh, there was a a time in my life when I was regularly going to, um, I believe now it's, gorilla CrossFit but I was going to uh, uh, I believe it's called Body Evolution it was owned by Mary Kane uh, actually a female uh, business owner she owns (laughs) another uh, gym out in Columbus Georgia now and I remember being I felt so good there I went to the 8 o'clock class Mm -hmm. I was doing like the CrossFit and weight training and I lost a lot of weight However, I was working out three or four times a day at that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was really trying to work on like running. I got down to a 10 minute mile. I felt so good about myself. But the moment I (laughs) fell off the wagon there, I've struggled to get back on for the last four to five years. And I mean, I still didn't hit like what most people would consider perfection. It was small for me. And I remember some people even saying something along the lines of "Mean, you look sick. Like, you know, you're not, you know, because I've always been large. I don't even know if people would know how I, if people would know how to engage me if I was smaller, because I feel like some people be like, you don't look right, smaller because I've been big so long, but there is a part of me that's, I know it's time. I can't continue to put this off. Even with, um, we were just talking about this before we walked in here, actually, even with us doing this podcast, there's a part of me that's afraid to. take a picture Mm -hmm. for the podcast there's a part of me that's afraid to be involved in the true marketing of this podcast because I'm afraid I don't have the look for my own podcast and that makes no sense
2: it makes no sense yeah well and that's the sad part because honestly you're you're allowing and and this is like truly what like if you were my this is on-air live coaching she's
0: giving this for free she's (laughs) giving this for free ladies listen
2: up like If you are one of my clients and and you came to me with this, I would, I would first of all point out to you how much you're missing out on because you're not giving yourself the chance Um, because you're automatically, rather than putting yourself out there, what you're doing is you're allowing something. In your life to completely keep you from doing something you want to do. Like, I, I can guarantee, Sarah, you would love for your face to be on the front of this podcast and to, you know, this is something you're proud of. This is something you're doing. It's because it's a cute of face. You, I'll
1: tell you that. It's a beautiful <laughs> I face. Uh, well, and I'm, I am. Mean, and and truly,
2: real.
0: when you say that I'm proud of it, I am. I'm proud of being able right. to work with my friends. I'm proud of the women that right. I've been able to meet. Even you guys this is going to be what episode four, probably mm-hmm. three or four when we put this out. And I'm, I'm just so proud to be able to do this with people that I know are making uh, these leaps and these efforts and yeah. like, you know, um, women in business, women in service, highlighting women doing amazing things like that's important to me. And honestly, a part of right. getting into this podcast was When I'm looking to explain myself, I look to other women for inspiration because Mm -hmm. I see you guys out here killing it and I see you doing amazing things. And when I can't find inspiration myself, I look outward and I'm looking for that. And this show gives me an opportunity to hear a lot of women say really awesome things and to talk about the things that, um, that they're passionate about, but also that motivate them. Mm -hmm. And when I hear other people being motivated, it motivates me, Kara. Uh, When I was contacting you to be on the show, it was your motivation for this that made me want to really have you on the show. And with us going into the new year again, I mentioned people are making Mm -hmm. goals. They're trying to be, you know, um, every year when people talk about making New Year's resolutions, it's kind of laughed at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, oh, we're making a New Year's resolution to lose weight. Yeah. You know, we're going to stick to it for about a month. But by February, we're going to eat all the chocolate because mm-hmm. of Valentine's right. Day. And but we don't want to keep doing that. These are like uh, it's, it's repeated mistakes. You know I mean? Like, I'm certain you've had clients that were resistant to change. I would call myself a client that's resistant to change. I am. Too, <laughs> yes, like
2: yeah, Like, I'm. Absolutely. a. Well, I think we all are. You know, we, we love to do the same things over and over again. That's just, again, how we're wired as human beings. There's a reason we put a kid to bed at 8 p.m. because we know by the time they have to get up at 7, they're going to be functioning properly. However, something from the time we're 7 and our parents are putting us to bed and we become adults and go to bed at who knows what time and have to wake up even earlier to be either awake for the kids or go to work, we are we're, we're not giving ourselves enough time to like be down and to actually have some sleep mm-hmm. you know we are wired to like that like but we as adults don't see that often and mm-hmm. we as adults get really wrapped up in this world we live in that we can't you know we can't do these things and so yeah no it's, it's absolutely um what everybody's talking about especially at this time of year and even me I, for for years, I was like, I don't even know why I'm making New Year's resolutions. Like, what is the whole point of that? I kind of gave up on the New
1: Year's resolutions because it was just like a, almost like an incentive to fail kind of thing. Like, I'm going to set this goal. That I know I'm not going to reach. And then I'm going to feel like crap about it. But what an awful whole way to start the year. The year yeah. Thinking right. like that.
0: You know. Like who wants yeah. to feel that way. I've even. Right. Now get me. Now to watch this. So this is what I do to myself. Because I just convince myself of different ways. That I can make myself feel better. <laughs> Here's what I say. I say. I don't set New Year's resolutions. What I do. Is I set actionable goals. That I'm actually going to meet. Yeah. But I don't. What I do is I, say, <laughs> well, but I don't like what I because because you know like I have to tell myself that I'm doing something, else. well, or either I'll tell myself this: I actually start my New Year's resolutions in December because they're not New Year's resolutions; they're life changes. But I'm yeah, not well, making no, you're life changes. Almost
2: there, yeah, but here you are, almost there. It's it's all in the way we're viewing these things that we're putting out to the world that we're gonna change. Um, because generally that first feeling you had about, um, making a New Year's resolution and like not getting to it, we talked about, you talked about feeling like you're just setting yourself up for failure and, you know, not wanting to feel that way. Now you're, when you're, when you change it over to that lifestyle change, that's correct. How you should view it is a lifestyle change, something that's going to like continue and go over and over because these resolutions and generally this is, this falls into the losing weight category in general is we don't lose weight because we think it's really cool to like gain weight and lose weight and gain weight and lose weight. That's not why any of us go into wanting to lose weight. Mm-hmm. We go into wanting to lose weight because we want it all. But the problem is, is the meal plan and the, And even if it's something that you're getting a meal delivery system, that's not going to fix how you're eating six months down the road, the diet is over. Like that's just because you have it written out doesn't mean it's going to, you're going to continue doing it. Now, if you truly think you're going to get your meal delivered every single day, that's completely fine. That's it. And it works for you. It works for you, but it doesn't work for everybody. And so what I'm trying to do is like plug in the areas, of where we can fix to help it work and how and what we can how you're viewing things and so your view on it being a lifestyle change is true but when you think of a lifestyle you think of something that is like, it's a habit, it's habitual. It's something you've learned to do. It's something that you're good at. It's something that comes naturally. And that, that meal plan doesn't come naturally. I mean, hell, mm. it's, it, it, sorry, I don't I can click on this, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's Christmas. And you know, we've got cookie exchanges and we've got, um, we've got ugly sweaters. We've got you know, all the things going on. We've got office parties. We've got family gatherings. We've got in-law gatherings. And there's all the food here that we want to eat all the time. But really, Christmas is just one day. True. And really, we have three parties to go to. Mm. So there's no reason for us to eat like like anything we want the rest of the 30 days True. between now and the end of the year. Um, but we get wrapped up in it. Like, oh, this is just a busy season of life. Now, if it was a lifestyle that you've been working on all year long and you get to December and you realize, okay, it's just a couple of days. We're just going to keep doing what we know works. We're just going to do the little things that we know we can do. You're going to come out better. You're going to come out with a not feeling shameful that you ate all the things, not feeling like you didn't you didn't own up to whatever Uncle Johnny said. You know, it, it's, it's different. It's a different way of viewing things. And that's where the struggle is. It's not a I'm going to make my life better. It's like, I'm going to change this and that's it. And we're just not going to look at it anymore.
0: <laughs> well, there's also a part of me that as I've kind of been really taking time to assess like my mindset on the situation that mm-hmm. understands that like, I I have to accept that my body's not going to look like everybody's body. Right. That, that too, what's yes. best for me or what's best for like the people whose stories that I'm reading and they've been successful is, is may, may not be met best for me. And I mean, I know yeah. Jade, and if you're willing to share in this mm-hmm. moment, you've gone through a weight loss journey of your yeah, own. I have, and I'd love for you to share that in this moment.
1: I, um, I lost, I got over, um, I've had two children. Um, and I finally, like I was the heaviest I had ever been, none of my clothes fit. I was having to go and buy larger sizes and it was really pushed me down into the slumps. I, so I started eating, you know, unhealthily because I've always been a very healthy eater. Mm -hmm. Um, but my problem was like the snacking and the boredom eating and the, you know, late night eating. I was doing a whole lot of that because I wasn't feeling great about myself. I felt like a whale and I just was generally not happy. And then you see all of these Instagrammers that have these mm-hmm. beautiful bodies and you're like, golly, they can do it. Like, how can they do it? And I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, but then one day, like, I just, I don't, I don't know what the final click was. Oh, I remember what it was. My, <laughs> my son came up to me and just starts like, and it was, it was meant to be sweet. I'm sure but he just starts like, you know, rubbing my belly. And he was like, look at that big fat belly. That's just such a big fat jiggly belly. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, Let's see what we can. So I just made like small changes. Like it first started out cutting out the sweets. Cause I am a huge, that is my bread and butter. I have the biggest sweet tooth. I love sweets. And so I made small changes like, you know, instead of, buying all of these ice creams and stuff like that, that I'd keep in my freezer to like snack on at night. Mm-hmm. I started buying like these little carb smart ice creams and I would allow myself like one a week.
2: Um, yeah. And pay. Well, and that's why that worked, you know, yeah. that's why, because it felt doable. It's not right. like something you could do. And it's not, you're attention. cutting everything out, right? You're not paying attention to what you're eating, how you're feeling because, you know, a lot of us don't even know how we feel on a day-to-day basis. Well, you know? and know also and like serving
1: sizes. I had no idea mm-hmm. about serving sizes. That's the craziest part. Yeah. So like, and so I just started like paying attention to what I was putting into my body mm-hmm. and making these small changes. Like I mm-hmm. also love bread. I love Carbs, bread. carbs. Yeah, all carbs, all carbs. carbs. All carbs. Yeah. I love them all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: I started out at first, like, trying to cut all of those out, and then I realized mm-hmm. I can't do that. So I started doing, like, a a low-carb thing, but more on the yeah. higher end, um, and then just slowly – like, they, um, they make these low-carb tortilla wraps. Mm-hmm. And so instead of – like, I buy a loaf of bread for my children because they like sandwiches, but then instead of me having a sandwich, I would make a wrap with that low-carb wrap and would right. – you know, do little small things like that. I cut out soda and it just like steadily progressed. And then the next thing yes. I knew I was down 60 pounds and, you know, it took a long time. I'm not going to yes. lie. Like it's, it's been, yeah. it's been over a year of like steady changes and progression. And cause I've never been much of a breakfast eater mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all, but I was always told oh, you need that needs to be the first meal of the day. You need mm-hmm. to have breakfast. Absolutely. But So instead I do like protein shakes Mm because I don't, I don't like, I I don't like starting out feeling heavy in the morning. Like Mm -hmm. I
2: don't,
1: so I would just get protein shakes to drink so that I'm, you know, still getting something, but it's not, I don't feel like I've got like this full heavy stomach the whole, you know, starting my day out. True. Well, right. I lo- what I love well,
0: most about you sharing your story, and excuse me, Kara, I don't mean to interrupt. Is no, that you know, yes. um, you know, I, when I'm talking about my story, and when Jade's talking about her story, and when Kara's is sharing her journey, we're all three different women, mm-hmm. and we were all on three mm-hmm. different paths, and our path to success won't be the same.
1: Right. Because um, I know right. that I'm not I I'm not the kind of person who's going to go and work out. I had a gym membership. Right. I had a gym membership for three years. I went to that gym twice. Yeah. Like, I just know right. I am more likely to And she to go- paid
0: for it for three years, ladies. Three years. You said <laughs> twice. <Yes. laughs> she yeah. paid for it.
1: For- well, and, and, well, and I,
0: what I love most is that, Um, I often think as women, uh, we tend to compare or excuse Mm -hmm. me, I don't want to make this generalization. Mm -hmm. I know as a woman, I've fallen to the demon of comparison of looking at other women who are thinner than me and hearing them say they want to lose weight. And then me being like, how would they want to lose weight? They're so much skinnier than me. Mm -hmm. They don't you know, how could they know my struggle? Everyone knows right. the struggle of going through things. And Kara, I hate to interrupt you because I've heard you mm-hmm. say something twice, but I really want to let her. you take hold in this part because um, I'm going to back off uh, of what I was saying. But I just feel like a lot of women go through that. And I think you could speak to that in this moment.
2: Yeah, no, I think. Well, and, and that is really important. It is, it is very important to validate that. What you feel is what you feel, no mm-hmm. matter what.
0: No like, matter your size, um, you know your your. No important. matter
2: your size, yeah. No matter your size, a, a skinny person can think that they don't. They don't think I belong because I'm skinny, mm-hmm. you know, or they don't think I should be here because I'm skinny. I actually have a couple of smaller clients who said that to me before. It's like I'm not here for weight loss, but I just I need more, and and I'm not happy, and that's the that. key to it. Mm-hmm. We think it's as
0: we've been taught that, that size. Yep. Make, like, I think that uh, uh, for me, when I've really been working through this journey, and I think you've expressed this as well, care is that, like, we thought size was everything. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we yeah. got to the point where we realized size wasn't everything, it's like, there's way more going on here than just size. Like, it's not right. just my size that's preventing me from moving forward. I did have to address some of that childhood trauma when you talked about yeah. some of the things mm-hmm. in your past. Like, for one thing for me, and it resonates, and I know it's a serious issue for me because I hear it all the time. And it was one of the things that made me afraid to do my podcast. One of the things that, make, that makes me afraid to kind of speak up is mm-hmm. I actually had a teacher once tell me that you're too big to be this loud. Like she said, you're too big to be this loud. What
1: a gross thing to say to a child. Well, it's certainly gross, but it's where I carried it to. It's what it, it told me I,
0: I should, shouldn't talk. It's what told me that my opinion wasn't important. It's what told me that, um, it's what told me that my size defined who I was, mm-hmm. and yeah. I didn't think right. that lady. Like, if you were to ask me, I'd be like, "She didn't matter to me. I don't care about her. She didn't get on my nerves. But she didn't make me mad." You're but how, how old are real. you? It's real. I'm thirty three, and I still, still carry are, that. I'm about to be thirty three soon, in, in February, and I still well, carry it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and you're about to be 33 and you refuse to put a picture on your own podcast. Yeah, you know, right? those are those <laughs> See, but it's real. Yeah. I, it's real. Right? And those are yeah. those things that are holding you back from living your best life. I mean, that's truly the, the root of like my passion behind wanting to teach this to people and wanting to get this out there and make this more the norm conversation yes. is what these things are doing is it's holding ourselves from loving the life we're living right now. Okay. Everyone deserves to love the life they're living. And, and in my own journey, I, I was looking, I was like, everything in my life is like exactly how I wanted it to be, except for my body. Mm-hmm. But even if I were to snap my fingers, lose the weight, do all the things, I still wouldn't be happy. It's because I didn't love me. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like who I was. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be what all these other people were. And what I wanted to look skinny. And, and Sierra, you had said something about this earlier Mm -hmm. about, you know, I'm not, even if I lost weight, I'm not going to look like a skinny model. (laughs) No, I won't. That's not going to happen. But mm-hmm. in our brains, that's what we tell ourselves. If we follow this plan, if we go to the gym, if, I mean, I'm going to look like a CrossFitter because I'm joined a CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't wait to look have. like a
0: Kardashian. Wait, what? <laughs> like, wait, exactly. What? I'm exactly. going to look like Megan Thee Stallion tomorrow.
2: To, <laughs> like, yeah, that's where we have to like, change that conversation it's it's in our news feed it's in our you know like Mm -hmm. how often do you scroll we were just talking about scrolling on instagram and seeing things that made us feel bad you know like it's you have to clean up your feeds. you have to normalize being normal we all have normal bodies and Mm -hmm. we all have different bodies going back to what jade was saying about for small changes what that lifestyle change is made in those small changes What we see in the news feeds is what we want to look like, you know, and and so you have to, you have to change those thoughts, you know, there's no timeline on losing weight. Oh, yeah, like I still struggle
1: because I'm, you know, I have have two children. I've had two children, so I have, I have the little, the little mommy pooch and like I look at it all the time. I'm like, if I could just get rid of that, but I also, like, my body did an amazing thing. It made yeah. two beautiful, right. wonderful children. Amazing.
2: And, mm-hmm. amazing yeah. you know,
1: children. So it's, it's something I always have to remind myself of, like, my mm-hmm. body did a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, because i it's, it's well, I'm always going to have our it, bodies, It's always going to be there. So it's just one of yeah, those things. We that trash I gotta... our
2: bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I fine. completely understand. We trash our bodies so much, but they do so much. Mm-hmm. Like, every day mm-hmm. they get up. Every day they take us to work, every day we don't get in an accident in the car. They show like our eyes showed up to make sure we were paying attention. Like our bodies do amazing things every single day, and we never talk about that. So All we true. do is we look in the mirror and we're like, How do you look like this? Yeah, you know, and it's, it's giving that equal airtime. Not only are you, it's okay to like want to change and have the change, but you have to also recognize what you have done. True. You know, you can't just let what you have done fall to
0: the right side. Well, I, I love that you say that because uh, when you're thinking about and I don't really know any other example because I'm working on training my dog right now. <laughs> I'm working on training Roscoe. <laughs> so, but I mean, like you know, when it comes to me training my dog, I give him rewards. Mm-hmm. Like I say, hey, yes. you've done great on this. I say, you're the best puppy. Yeah, 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 so cool. Yeah. And it's just like I don't even say that to myself. It's like, here, you're the best puppy. Right. You're so 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 cute. cute. <laughs> like I never say that to myself. Like I never give myself right. that same that positive that positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Like you know, every time it's just like, how can I get better? What am I doing to, to move? forward yeah. you know if i have a day where i lay on the couch just like you're a fat lazy slob and it's just like why oh, would you say it. that to sierra sierra is really cool and she is really trying. She is right. trying her best like i would never say that to a friend right so why am i saying that right. to myself but you know Kara, yeah. i'd love to know what's some of the homework that you give to your clients i'm sure jade yeah. and i sharing with you are a lot like a lot of your <laughs> clients we're resistant to change <laughs> we're doing our best yeah. to get there but we're trying what's some homework that you'd give
1: your clients
2: yeah. Well, that's, well, generally, me and my clients come up with our homework together. Oh, um, and you know, a really great thing what I would give is for somebody who was coming to me with what we're talking about, where you know we're always we have that negative self talk mm-hmm. all the time. You know, that it keeps coming up, it keeps coming up. One of the first questions I would ask will would be like, well, what are ways? Excuse me, what are ways in your day that you think you could slip in positive self talk? So, those positive affirmations or just acknowledging what you did today. I mean, even if it's brushing your teeth, you don't have to brush your teeth. Like, yes, it's socially acceptable. but <laughs> you don't have to brush your teeth. Like, you can truly walk out of your house and go to the grocery store without brushing your teeth. So, there's no well, reason why you can congratulate yourself. <laughs>
1: so <true>. Right?
2: Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, you know, one of the things, if they couldn't come up with something, one of, the homework I like to give is three things that you did right today. Um, and that is you did right. It's not, I have one client who likes to get out of it and it's like, well, it worked today. We put all these things together and that's a collective week. Nope. What I'm looking for is what you solely did right. Did you make sure the dogs were fed before you left the house this morning? Did you pay that car payment that was due before it was due or even after it was due because it was three days late and you've been putting it off? You know, there's no judgment here. It's something (laughs) you've done that you're proud of or that you're acknowledging that you did hard work. I do think we must give ourselves
0: more grace. There's a lot of we don't give ourselves enough credit for just for just. I don't necessarily know if, if it would be waking up, but I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for pushing through the days um, yeah. for like uh, even on hard sure. days. When we push through, those are days that are worth celebrating. Um, I think right. that the the happiest I ever am is the days when um, it started off with something I just said to get out of having to really explain how I feel. But <clears throat> one thing I always say is like when people ask me how I'm doing, I say, oh, oh no complaints. Mm hmm no complaints yeah. i don't have any complaints but the <clears throat> truth is i don't have any genuine complaints my complaints are so personal they're just like i just wish i yeah. you know, i just wish i i just wish I. Right. and it's just like i'm gonna stop yeah. wishing i'm gonna try and do and so yeah. when people ask me how i'm doing i just say no complaints because i don't have yeah. a genuine complaint and the complaints that I have are usually things that I can control, that I can take control right. of it and that I can do better at. And I know like, you know, um, so here on the podcast, one of the things I've been trying to do better at is doing a little more research to prepare for these uh, episodes. And so, of course, when you do research and you have an interview podcast, the first person you reach out to is yeah. Oprah, because <laughs> she's the only one who got my back. So it says as a life coach, you know, uh, according to Oprah magazine, um, as a life coach, uh, a life life coach does not just give advice, but helps clients come into their own wisdom. Like as a life coach, what does that mean to you? Like, even on this podcast, I feel yeah. like we've kind of, uh, come into some wisdom uh-huh. on some thoughts that we've had. Yeah. What is, uh, what does that mean to you as a life coach, Kira? Yeah.
2: So What it means to me is, um, It's for you as the client to like really figure out what's going on. Like, like I want you to speak it out loud. A lot of these things, especially when you're, you you could even apply this to a, a therapist too. When you, a lot of things just run around in our brain all day long and they don't actually get said. But 90% of the time when you sit down with somebody and you start saying it out loud, you start to see that ridiculousness of it. You're like, I can't believe I was thinking that. Like, mm-hmm. of course, you know, you know, it's just something that runs around in your head. But by getting it out, you can hear it. And so um, the not giving advice, I just know the questions for you to say out loud what you're going to figure out. Mm-hmm. I just have to get you to say it. And so that's kind of that I I live in that a whole lot where I can see it long before you can just like we know we wouldn't say it to our friends, but we're saying it to ourselves. You know, it's it's that same thing where, you know, we want to get to a point where you can figure out how to do it, Like You're also some people have life coaches like throughout their life, because they're always like working on themselves but a life coach is truly there to give you the tools. What my goal is to give you the tools to get through life and love your life without me. Like mm-hmm. if, if I can get you to a point where you are happy, you are well and you know how to go moving forward and what's working for you, then I am I am I am peachy keen happy. Like, that is my <laughs> whole goal. And so. Um, so no one should have a life
0: coach or- forever is what you're saying. Like, what you're, you're <laughs> yeah. acknowledging that even as a life coach, you don't want people to be your clients forever. You want them to be successful Correct. clients and move on to exactly. offer referrals to other clients who may need your assistance. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's it. The goal is for you to really figure yourself out. And to figure out how you're talking to yourself, to figure out what works for you, to figure out, you know, what, what's the best way to talk to yourself. You know, that negative self-talk isn't working. So what is a good way to right, talk get to that, yourself? Get that healthy and,
1: monologue going.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And a, and a lot of times when people don't know, like, where to start, I start with, like, love languages. Like, what is your love language? Well, when was mm-hmm. the last time you actually did that to yourself? And a lot cool. of people
0: are like, you know, I know, right? I don't think, <laughs> I think, I think we're have, always looking for you know? that in other people. I think there's yes, a part yeah. of us that is uh, yeah. excuse me, uh, where we are constantly looking for validation right. and right. for some type. Uh, we we just need other people to come into our lives and tell us we're OK. And like hearing it from what? ourselves isn't enough. Like, well, I mean, e- even on in- this on this process, you don't know, care. uh, you know, I think that I was so excited to have you on the show and to really talk to you because even when I was starting the process, of starting this podcast, which started back a long time ago, based on my uh, photo <laughs> scroll that I just looked through a long time ago, you know, Kara was one of the people who really encouraged me. This was before she'd even made the official step in the life coaching. She was coaching me through, yeah. you know, Kara was like, you know, Sierra, I think that might be good for you. Like, she's like, hey, you yeah. know, the more I think about it and when we talk. I think this might be something that's good for you. And it was really you and uh, many other people who gave me encouragement that that made it so that I could kind of push through Um, even through those like negative self-talk things that I've admitted here Mm -hmm. on the podcast today. And yeah. Some of the other things, you know, you were even at that time in my life before you'd really decided where you go, you were going. You were so yeah. uh, you were able to kind of validate me in that way. But I shouldn't always need that validation, technically, right? You, you know, it was kind of you, but most, I didn't need yes. it.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, reality is, is your relationship with yourself is really your most important relationship. On top of your kids, on top of your spouse, on top of your family. Like without you, you aren't here. And a lot of us allow us, like ourselves, to take the bottom of the totem pole. When really we're most important. We are like truly the center of our earth. Like without us, we wouldn't be here. Such and true. so, and it's figuring out that relationship with yourself. Um, I know people talk about self-love and self-care, and in in those are things are really important. Like they just really, really are. Mm-hmm. It's important to know what you need and to provide that for yourself. And if you're not getting it in some area of your life, figure out how to make it a thing. Like it sounds like um, you're saying it's possible
0: to love yourself without being selfish.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh yes. That is one thing that is, you know, with social media and with um, just all the things we, we as humans are can be spiteful when somebody is quote unquote full of themselves or confident in Mm themselves or can carry themselves in a room and have, and have like um, no cares about other people. Mm -hmm. When really all that is, is we are upset that we can't feel that way. Oh, absolutely. I love people who come in and just control a room
0: like that. They're so beautiful.
2: Right. I mean, and there's something about it that for them to just feel so comfortable in who they are, And they don't, they don't care what other people are saying.
0: Well, and you know, the unique thing is about, we see that from people, but we don't understand that those people are going through (laughs) things things, too. They
2: too have their own things that we just don't know about. Exactly. Exactly. We just automatically assume also. Yeah. No, 100% for sure. Well, you know,
0: Kara, this, I've uh, absolutely loved this conversation with you, yeah. and I certainly want to make sure before we wrap up that I ask you, are there any misconceptions about life coaching that you believe people have and, uh, you know, any concerns that you would like to address? And we kind of touched on that at the beginning, but I certainly want to make sure before we wrap up this interview that we give you an opportunity to talk about that. Wait, that's not true. Kara, what I really want to talk to you about, but we're backing up. Forgive Sierra. I really (laughs) want to make sure that I talk to you with us coming into the new year about making actionable goals. And I want to make that a real, very specific part of this podcast, because um, even though we've kind of talked about how we control ourselves and we it's important to have these personal affirmations when you're making these goals, you all the way to make sure that you're. Um, that you feel confident about the goals that you're setting is setting actionable goals, and I really would love to get some advice from our li- for our listeners from you about how to do that. Kara, forgive me.
2: Yeah yeah no I, that's fantastic I'm actually like in in over my head in research about planning <laughs> and goals and just setting these setting intentions for the year and intentions in general um, because that's really what these are I know where I was for that so what you're hearing
0: right now is an interlude because Sierra has messed up the recording thank you so much to our sound engineer Tarver for ensuring that we are back on track um, and uh, thank you so much for care for dealing with us you know what this, this leads us to telling you what's really going on. Okay, so this is not the first time this has happened with Kara. Mm. Uh, this is Kara's <laughs> second time recording with us. Back when we were doing some of our sample episodes, Kara was actually one of the people that we worked with then, and she was kind enough to come into the studio and work with us at that time, and now we're recording, but I'm going to go ahead and let her continue. You all, thank you so much for your patience with us. This is a new podcast we are working through, and we thank you for tuning in to your favorite new podcast, The Local Woman. Kara, uh, Go right ahead. I'm so sorry. Thank you for your patience with us. You are
2: fine. This happened. It's no big deal at all. Um, so basically what um, New Year's resolutions are are setting intentions for the year. And what people like to make lofty goals at this time of the year because they think a whole year, it, it's a lot of time to be able to accomplish something. And so um, being able to look at something and see, okay, I have this much amount of time to do to do something big and to change my life and to make it big. And it doesn't help that, you know, we put pressure on it by making sure you post your goal. And then the whole world knows because social media is a thing, hashtag new year, new me, you know, <laughs> all those things always come up at this time of year. But my first true tip is to take out the the drama around how big this is and how make or break it is. Right. It's not something, you know, It you're just making a goal. You're just setting an intention on how you're going to show up in your life this year. And I use the word show up a lot when I'm teaching courses and when I'm talking about things like this, because think about it, when you show up to a party, there's nothing attached to that. You either showed up to the party or you didn't show up to the party. <laughs> um, there isn't like judgment around like, I mean, granted, there can be of like how late you are and all kinds of stuff. But generally, when you show up to a party, you're at the party. Um, And I say that because you either show up in a way that's helpful or in a way that's unhelpful. Mm -hmm. And so you're just figuring out how you're going to show up this year in a helpful way. So take the drama out, make it a lot more um, understanding of yourself and that it might not happen this year. But it's it's just setting that intention. My second thing is to do a measurable action. Just like Sierra was saying, it's important to have... Um, a measurable goal. It, it, you're not just going to feel better. I want to feel better next year or I want to lose weight next year. You want to be able to get up in the morning and, and feel like you can have a, a good day. Like you're having more good days than bad days or for losing weight, you're going to lose 30 pounds in the next year. Um, And that brings me to the doable part. Um, (laughs) It's important for your goal to be doable. (laughs) You don't want a, I like to use the word pie in the sky. So basically like something you can't quite reach, you know, and it's like the be all end all, the good goal, but definitely do something that is doable. Something that you that feels doable, something that's not gonna hurt to do. Going back to to the reason Jade's weight loss was so successful was because it felt easy. It felt like something she could do. Mm-hmm. Um, they were small increments, small changes, small, small things she did that leaded up to that led up to a greater result right. in a lifestyle, something that's sick. That is the glory of a new year's resolution, is because it is a year. You truly can make a lifestyle change in a year. Damn. But often we get to January in the beginning of February and we're all done with this. Like, oh, I didn't show up then. I didn't show up now. I don't want to do this. It seems really hard. You know, things aren't going my way. I have all these excuses. And then we just drop off the face of the earth. Right. We don't check back in come April. We don't check back in come June. You know, you know, that, that's another thing is stay on top of it throughout the year. And do something to where you know you it will bring it back up. So, like, some people are like, I want to run next. I want to learn how to run. Great. That's, that's fantastic. What? How are you going to ensure that you're going to run? And this is like making those actionable items, like Sierra was talking about. Figure out how you're going to learn to run. A lot of people like to book a race. That way they know they're at least going to show up for the race, you know? Mm-hmm. Whether they trained or did all the things, they paid money to go to a race. Right. So, you know... You, you I know right now I'm working there. on my
0: interval training like for me yeah. intervals have, have always been the best way to kind of work myself up to uh the the fastest I've ever been is a, a 10 minute mile so that's I'm just trying to get back to that point point. and so a great way to do that for me would be walking two minutes running one minute mm-hmm. walking two minutes one running one minute however there are sometimes like I mean honestly I'm just gonna go ahead and get real I've gotten to my lowest form of running. So as of right now, I'm actually walking three minutes running
1: like 30
0: seconds, 30 seconds walking <laughs> yeah. three minutes running there but I mean it is a start
2: yeah they are starts and I mean it's you know I remember not starting at all exactly
0: right? and I'm I w- I'm almost embarrassed to admit it y'all don't tell anybody this is between us this is you know you've you've tuned into my podcast now we've got secrets don't tell anybody secret time, secret time. but <laughs> you know I that is where I'm at right now and it's to the point where yeah. I can't keep that same stamina uh at this point but I know I can get back to that point I just have to keep working towards it but telling myself I'm gonna run for three minutes straight and knowing I can't do it right now really sets me up for a failure doesn't it sets me up to tell myself something negative and I shouldn't do that
2: well well, and while you have your body that will definitely tell you no, you can't do that. When we're setting these New Year's resolutions, we don't have that almost a lot of times we don't have that physicalness to know we can't actually run for three minutes. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you know that's true. I, maybe to I could. Their home, right? If somebody's trying to organize their home in a year. You know, they don't have the fact that um things are going to happen throughout the year. You know, they don't have that tangible object to be like, no, you can't do that. And so it's important to remember what you can and can't reasonably and re- realistically
0: do. Um, well, you know, I forget my, that there was that point in my life when I had Mary standing over my shoulder going, you could do right? one more lift, one more lift. You know, and I, I did, you right. have to be that personal trainer for yourself. Like you think yeah. of personal trainers as someone just for trainer. fitness. yeah, yeah, But right. it's not just for fitness. Yeah. You need a personal, a life coach. It's a personal trainer for your life.
2: It's very true. Here we it's are. very, very true. All right, that cancels it, we kill of- it. <laughs> 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 the goal though is for you to become this goes back to that relationship with yourself, you know. It, it's for you to be your own biggest cheerleader, to push you through all those things, to be able to hold yourself accountable to what you say you're gonna do, you know? And and that's that's the this whole New Year's revolution, that's what it is. Well, I feel um, like a feel lot of the time we're not people, holding ourselves accountable.
1: Yeah, I feel like a no, lot of time, time people will will post these goals online in mm-hmm. hopes that the internet will hold them accountable. But then yes. when they don't reach them because they're not realistic, they're they're too yes. much for them to do in that amount of time, then it sets them up for like, because, mm-hmm. like, with my, with when I decided that I was gonna lose weight, that was something, that was a decision that I made with myself. I didn't tell anybody yes. about it, I didn't post it on Facebook yep. or Instagram, and it was mm-hmm. just something that I did little by little, and I didn't give myself a time frame on it mm-hmm. either. I did it little right. by little. <laughs> just to you know small change after small yeah. change until it started to make a unnoticeable difference. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know it's it's just one of those things where like I kept it to myself I you know I would write about it, made it had like a little journal of like you know different mm-hmm. different small goals that I wanted to reach and it was yes. again, it was never a timeline like I would like to lose five right. pounds. Then I lost the five pounds and then I was like, okay, well, let's do another five. Let's see if I can do another five. (laughs) But it was never like, I've got to do this in this amount of time. Like it's been a steady, slow, steady thing. And it was, I feel like if it had been something that I had, you know, made public, like this is what I plan to do. And I just feel like I wouldn't have, and maybe for some people it works differently. You know, maybe they need to have other people hold them accountable. I just know that I, I am not that person. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Right. Well, and, and that goes back to just knowing yourself in general. And, mm-hmm. and if you know for a fact that you are somebody who needs that accountability or who even wants that accountability. Yeah. Some people want that accountability. They want to, you know, a really great, a really great analogy is like an introvert and extrovert. Yeah. You know, an introvert wants to be alone and wants to do things on their own and, and finds joy in that. But an extrovert finds joy in doing things with other people. Sure. Now, if you know that that would make your journey easier by doing things with other people and having other people a part of your journey, then that should for sure be a step that you do. But there's more than just that step. And that's where this New Year's resolution gets lost on some people is they post it. They don't get any accountability that they're looking for, but then they give up. They don't continue to look for accountability, mm-hmm. or continue to do something else, and so that brings me to the actionable part of making a plan. There's mm-hmm. I, my, one of my favorite quotes: "Is um, a goal um, a goal is just a wish without a plan." Mm-hmm. And so, and so, basically, if you have a goal and you say so you do it, but you don't have a plan of executing this goal, then it's never going to come true. Of course, it's just right. a wish at that and so, um, so what I like to do with a lot of my clients is I'm like, okay, great. So how are you going to ensure that this happens? For example, this week, like, how are you going to, if you're wanting to get up at, um, if you're wanting to make sure you take your pill at a certain time, like a sleeping pill at a certain time, how are you going to ensure that? And then like, take it even step farther. Well, I'm going to make sure my pills are sitting on the counter. Okay. But what about the days when you're not at home? I'm going to make sure I have some in my purse also. Okay, but what if you're out and you're around people and you don't know? Well, I could set an alarm on my phone. And that's like a specific thing that will help ensure that you take things. So you're taking those extra steps Mm -hmm. and those extra actionable items to get you there. And like, for example, if you're trying to lose a specific amount of weight in a year, you would be like, well, I'm going to check in on at the end of January and see how that's going. And see what I need to do. See how my body's feeling. Or in March, I'm going to reassess what everything's doing and how how I'm eating and what I'm eating and how my body's feeling. You know, it's that reassessment and recoming back to it and making it something intentional that you're actually doing the whole year. (laughs) You know, it's not something you just you you put on the calendar December 31st and then come we didn't really start to feel that gut feeling and everybody listening to this, I'm sure has set a resolution and it's come back in October and you're like, oh my God, we have two months. Yeah. <laughs> and I said I was going to do X, Y, Z. I mean, we Absolutely. all know that feeling, but it's because it's just stuff. It's not in the forefront of our mind. Mm-hmm. And so when you're making these resolutions, really choose something that you want, something that you want to be at the forefront of your mind. And not all of these resolutions people make are meant for a year, like, like Dave was saying, you know, it's going to take longer, you know, opening a business or, you know, doing something, it's going to take longer, you know, you have to, things are going to come up, you have to give yourself grace in some sort of way. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely look at it in that, in, in that lens also, is it's got to be, something that you can take multiple action steps on and go ahead and plan those out. Um, And the setting up a support system, especially if that accountability part that we talked about of you, you wanting to have people around and doing it with you, find that accountability, find your support system, you need to join a weight loss group. Do you need to join um, a community of people? Do you need to have a one-on-one coach? Do you know you really do better if a one-on-one coach, somebody that you are accountable to, or just paid accountability partners at that point, But that's Mm -hmm. something we can offer for you? And and it's good, you know? Um, There's just like like somebody in business, you know, being under somebody or being an intern. That's how you learn things. You learn things by being around other people. But um, those are my biggest things. And then to wrap it all up is where most of us really feel right now. Well, what if we didn't hit that last year? Because that's something I'm talking to almost across the board, all of my clients right now. Um, Because because I started in the middle of the year, I've only had these clients for for right at six months top. And so they're all like, well, you know, I said I would do XYZ this year. And I haven't even done a fraction of that. Um, uh, I love that you're touching on this topic
0: because there is a lot of <laughs> that, that's another thing the new year brings or the the beginning of the new year brings is a feeling of failure yeah. failure something right, that you haven't right. accomplished something that you haven't done. I love that you're touching sure. on this topic. Excuse me.
2: No, you're fine. Um, yeah, it's it's something we all deal with, and it's not even in this subject is is approached on all things, anything failure, anything where you feel like you've not done the right thing or you've not been able to show up the way you wish you would have it's important right back i mean we're talking in circles at this point ladies Mm. um going back to that equal air time well what did you do this year you know it was a hard year well we all are still alive you know what i mean like you know there you have to it's, it's giving yourself grace in committing to the next right thing. Yeah. So whether the next right thing is to set a doable resolution, whether the next right thing is to find somebody to talk to, whether the next right thing is to talk to a friend about ideas of how you want to move forward, um, if the next right thing is to sit in journal and and get all your feelings out about how bad you feel, and then look at them and tell them how crazy that is because you did X Y Z. My, it's it's really one of my favorite homework quote unquote, to give is, well, I want a list of what you did do. I want you to write a list of the things you did do in this past. A lot of them, uh, I do 60 day goals with my clients. It gives you not just one month, but two. It gives you time to bounce back. You know, I just really like that 60 day buffer. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're coming up on the end of this last 60 days And and I, was, and I had just given this to somebody, I want you to write a list of what you did do in 60 days. And they were like, I did so much. No wonder I couldn't get this accomplished. Like no wonder, you know, right. you don't realize when you're beating yourself up that you took care of your kid who got, who broke his arm and you had to go to the ER and then that ruined him going to school and then changed the whole thing. You know, there's more to our life than just what you wrote on a piece of paper. one time. Mm-hmm. That goal is not set in stone. It's not an end all be all. You get to decide how you feel about that goal.
0: Well, and I think well, that, that I is, love that you you even point that out because for twenty twenty specifically, I think the mm-hmm. hardest thing was people coming to terms with themselves in their own lives. Um, is mm-hmm. really having to look inward. When you're in quarantine, you're yep. with yourself. Yeah, you're with the family that you've chosen or that mm-hmm. you've made for yourself. You, right. You're really in right. a place where you are doing a lot of self assessment, and I I feel mm-hmm. like that's why we saw a lot of things like social unrest, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. in our in our Our political sphere. I think that's why we saw, you know, um, the rise of the Zoom meeting call. I mean, not only because of the necessity of it, but because of the the acknowledgement that we needed the the connectivity that comes from the groups and the people that we hang around. I mean, um, I I just Mm -hmm. feel like so much about 2020 was, it was like an entire self improvement module Mm -hmm. lumped into one year to say, (laughs) will you do it or won't you do it? Like, you know, there was a lot of that. I don't know. Like, um, I, I, so much about this year has been so hard. And so I feel like when people are in the process of making those new year's resolutions for this year, um, I want people to give themselves some grace because I feel like we're going to yes. be harder on ourselves this next year. Because, like, yes, you know, we got to
2: make up for that year you missed. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, oh, we took half this year off. This was not no. You did good work in this year, and you're okay. Like, that's what I want my listeners to hear from Mm -hmm. us here at The Local Woman is, you did good good work. Excuse me, you all. I am just stumbling through this show right now. (laughs) Um, I get a little tongue-tied, especially when my brain starts really moving fast. I will get a little (laughs) tongue-tied. But, um, you know, you did good work. Like, what you did this year is valuable. Like, what you put into this year is valuable. And I just don't want anyone listening to the lo- local woman to miss that. Um, and yeah. that's why it was so important to have you on the show, Kara. for me, was that people really start to come into who they are in this coming year. Yeah. Like, that we welcome yeah. them here on the local woman into who they are. Um. And yeah. I, um. you know, I, I, I love that really about the your life coaching methods and what i also love is is that you've come from life coaching you received some life coaching so
2: i do i still have my own life coach (laughs) yeah so you know we've got a life
0: coach with a life coach you know you know (laughs) your your path wasn't one that you were able to find independently and i feel like we really celebrate in our culture being able to find your own way this rugged independence and there's
2: and the the sad part about that is we aren't we aren't given the tools to no. be independent in this sort of way. No, like it's just no. not given to us. You know, it's not taught. It's not, you know, I do one day hope that the skills that I teach my clients are taught in the general public school yes. system or, you know, in some sort of way. But, you know, I just feel like we aren't, we aren't given the tools to be able to think this way. Well, or even if it's able, them like feel teaching like we're their children. In control. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> teaching children and in, like instilling that they do have control over their life Mm -hmm. they just have to find the control and um you know it's important to to put that out there you aren't alone in the struggle and if you feel lost or you feel like you shouldn't be this way you are it's completely fine there's nothing wrong with it you're not the only one not hitting their new year's resolution right (laughs) you know if
0: it wouldn't. There wouldn't be an article on every news site about it if we were all right. just, just killing it out exactly. here.
2: You know? Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, Kira, exactly. this has been an amazing conversation with you today. And, of course, before we head Absolutely. out today, we're about to get local. So we want to know <laughs> what your favorite local shop and boutique here is in our lovely making Project. Uh.
2: My favorite is Danny Ray in Eagle Side Village. Yes. I absolutely oh, yeah. love yes. all the of ladies. their clothes. They have the sweetest ladies. They are just fantastic. I their their clothes are different. Their clothes are just fantastic. I, I love them, um, and big girls don't be afraid to go in there because they have larger clothes also that will fit. They you tell know, them, um, Kara. They do. Yes, I. That was have actually my clothes first. That will fit you.
1: Yeah, that was my first. Like after I reached, you know, a, a big where like my clothes weren't fitting anymore. Yeah, where
0: you weren't like in your normal sizes, right? You know? Yeah, that
1: was the mm-hmm. first thing that I did was like I went, I went there. I basically just shopped mm-hmm. all along Ingleside and like mm-hmm. bought cute because I never really I never felt like I dressed cute yeah. and so yeah. that was the although I'd like thing to go ahead
0: and just say she's she's not true she's always been super cute but <laughs> as her friend I can see that I understand because of Kara's conversation that we all so struggle to see that in yeah. ourselves
1: but like that was the fir- that was one of the first places that I went and like really treated myself and splurged on myself oh I love and their bought
0: accessories cute. oh they, so have cute. The, they
1: have the cutest stuff and Thank even you. like you know, some of their they stuff do. is expensive, but they still have cute stuff. Well, like they're when they have a clearance, it's it's a good clearance. It is. Like, they do a buy one, have, get yeah, one. They have oh, like a yeah. huge sale mm-hmm. rack.
0: And one thing I'd like people yep. to realize is that and we're even acknowledging this as the local mom, mom as the local woman. Y'all, we gonna make it today. With yeah. uh with us being very focused on local products. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, engaging local businesses, we're even seeing that the price tag is pretty high. Like uh-huh. if we're going to feature it on the mm-hmm. show or if we're going to engage it, we want to try our best to be able to afford the service, right. you know. But, I mean, that's something that we understand. That, and, uh, oh, my goodness, as we're looking through, as we were kind of having the conversation that we were having today, one thing that we're also acknowledging is that local business people are people who had a dream, too. Yep. They, too, had resolutions yeah. for their businesses. They had resolutions yep. for things that they wanted to accomplish this year and this year being as it is prevented them from reaching that Mm -hmm. and so that's why as we enter into this holiday season we truly want to support the local businesses that continue to that continue to maintain themselves during this difficult climate Mm -hmm. you know um we've had the opportunity to share a number of awesome local businesses on our on our instagram and our facebook uh throughout this week um because last week was um Low, uh, excuse me, small business Saturday. Yep. And so we did do that. And I mean, uh, I know when you mentioned, mentioned at Danny Ray's that they had a plus size section. They also have a plus size section mm-hmm. at Frankie's downtown. Yes. I certainly want to I mention know. that they have a plus size section there. I actually brought mm-hmm. a little, uh, yellow polka dot dress in my mind. I was going to put it on and then I was going to showcase it for you on my Facebook, but my crazy prevented me from doing that. <laughs> so eventually I will showcase this thing. I got an amazing, um, I got an amazing uh, dress from there. Um, This will already be passed by the time you guys hear this uh, episode. But we also had a giveaway going on with a lot of... um uh, giveaway items from local businesses that we supported on Small Business Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so I just uh, love that today you mentioned Danny Ray's because I got to know those ladies when <laughs> I was working for another local business, Chef Spring. And uh, <laughs> those, ladies, lo- those ladies, are. we'll talk about that another time on the show, Kara. Kara uh, <laughs> goes, <laughs> but no, that was, uh, honestly, I enjoyed that period of time working for that local business mm-hmm. and got to know them um Uh, during that period of time. And those ladies are wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, Their products are amazing. They have a website. um, And Mm -hmm. we encourage you to go check them out here at the local woman. Let them know we sent you so that the local people (laughs) around here know that we're talking about them and that we're sending you their way (laughs) and that our guests are telling you to go their way. And now that we've mentioned Danny Ray's, I'd love to know what one of your favorite local eateries is.
2: This is so hard because we truly only eat local. I know that sounds super crazy, but we don't like big chains. You know, it's like it's when we want to go out to eat and have dinner, I love to choose somewhere local. And, And so it's hard to pick just one. But I think if I were to pick this one right now, I'm really, and honestly, I don't even know if they're, what they're doing, but macon Beer Company has the absolute best food in the entire world. They have beer even too. been too. i never there put their But y'all, when I say they bring the food, it is so darn delicious. It is pub food, so it's not super fancy, but it is so. So you mean so it's chicken wings and pizza because delicious. that's like
1: literally also, where I Sierra, live. Uh, Sierra, they also have a wrap. That has fried uh, chicken fingers, pimento mm, cheese, mm, mm. and honey, mustard, and lettuce and tomato. Uh, it
2: was they have such so good stuff. That so sounds good. amazing. It was
1: so good. <laughs> it was stupid.
2: They girl. have they have these fried Brussels sprouts that come with oh. a, a delicious sauce. Like it's mm. just so good. Like all this, and I think they're redoing their menu, if I'm not oh, mistaken cool. right now, and they're rolling out some new things. Right. But it, and it looks so good. Like when I say like so good, like top notch food. Oh <laughs> man. I am just so in love, and the for sure the best um steak and cheese, like Philly cheesesteak, in oh. the entire Macon Ooh. Greater Macon area. Now like, I'm sweating. The best. See, see, I love I'm
0: it. Sweat. This is literally okay. All I heard. Okay, maybe I said it, but I could have sworn I heard. I said it. I'm hoping they have wings and pizza because those are my two favorite things in I the think world. They, no, they, they for have. Sure I know have wings. they have pizza, and to hear that okay. they have a and Philly cheesesteak as, as well. Wings. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: yes. Oh my God, it is just so delicious. It is. It,
0: we just love that place. Oh <laughs> my goes. goodness. Well, uh, we certainly encourage you all to check out Danny Ray's for your uh, holiday shopping as far as your clothing and mm-hmm. your accessories. Um, but we also encourage you while you're out doing that holiday shopping to check out the Macon Beer Company uh, because they've got some delicious food on the on the menu. If you're a girl like me and you just love those pizzas and wings, that pizza and those wings, um, I encourage you to uh, check that out. But I've also heard some good things about that Philly cheesesteak as well. So uh, we encourage you to check that out. And lastly, Kara, I want to know... Where can our listeners connect with you yes. online?
2: Yes. So um, you can connect with me mostly on Instagram and Facebook. Um, at Stan Paul with Kara, um, and then our Instagram our, our Facebook, of course, is Stan Paul Wellness. And um, we our website is stanpaulwellness dot And right now, if you want to continue supporting local in this um, episode, really spoke to your soul, and you have decided to time to dive in on your wellness um, please 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 go to the website and sign up for a wellness checkup it's completely complimentary I'll walk you through um, my wellness checkup where we go into different aspects of wellness in your life and then kind of look at how you can move forward and we're doing a special um, founding event where we have a course hub that you'll have lifetime access to for just $50. Um, In January, it'll bump up to $25 a month payment. And so, but with your $50 one time as a founding member, you'll have lifetime access. And we will share more about that that on the show or on the
0: website website as well, excuse me, on our Facebook and our Instagram as well with this episode, just so we make sure that you all know yeah. more about this uh, promotion and that you all can get involved. Again, she is doing those wellness checks complimentary. So if you yeah, see that after you absolutely. do that wellness, wellness check that you need to be a little more involved and you'd like to take a little more control of your life, we do encourage you to check in with Kara. And again, that stand tall with Kara on Instagram, uh, stand tall, Is that correct? No, Wellness dot St- Excuse me yes. uh, for the website, no, and you right. also have a Facebook. Would you repeat that yes. for us as well?
2: Yeah, that one is just stand tall Wellness as well. Okay.
0: Perfect. Sorry, Thank the only you. one is
2: Instagram because I do my own. I I really love sharing my own journey because I do yeah. get a lot out of that, and I do well in my journey when I'm sharing about my journey. And Great. so, stand tall with Tara is where I do all the things with stand tall wellness. And with my personal journey, just because I like to be an open book, I like right. to show Beautiful. that I also am working on myself, I'm on my own journey, um, I am doing the same things that I'm teaching and trying and figuring out if it's working for me or moving on and finding something different also. So that's why it's stands all with Tara on Instagram, because it's where I share my personal journey also. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Well, Kara, we totally appreciate you for coming on the show. We appreciate you for also dealing with a second technical difficulty yeah. to be on You're The Local Woman.
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> and uh, we also just appreciate the encouragement you gave us on this episode today. Um,
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um. I know for me, it's really meant a lot to me as your friend, really getting to learn from you and to be encouraged by you throughout your process of like uh, pursuing your business. I appreciate the. Encouragement you've given me about the podcast um and uh i just love that you've come on the show and shared this with the local women who are listening and uh while you're making those new year's resolutions ladies please remember give yourself some grace yeah you're far more amazing than you know um you can do far more than you know and uh, we here at the local woman are telling you that 2021 is actually going to be your year whether you know it or not.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, Absolutely. We'll care. 2020 was Excuse also me. your year. Oh, yeah. good yeah, point.
0: Good point. See, even me, I'm still learning in this process. 2020 was actually a better year than you knew, likely. Yeah. You likely weren't giving yourself enough grace to acknowledge what you have accomplished this year wonderful work here. Thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to just connect with you at this time, but we absolutely loved having you on the show. And thank you so much for being here.
2: You're welcome. Thank you so
0: much for the opportunity. Wonderful. And uh, you all be safe on your uh, trip back home and enjoy the rest of your uh, getaway.
2: Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. Jade, would you like to take us out today? Because usually, you know, I'm like, oh, we're going to head on out. (laughs) Jade's like, I got something to say. I don't
1: have anything to say. I thought that was fun. I did, too.
0: I really enjoyed that conversation. It's given me a lot to really think about Mm -hmm. Um, as we go into the new year. I want to give myself more grace this year. I really do. I think I've done okay great. I think I have done all right done and I um but uh more than anything whether it's or whether or not I think I've done all right, I think I'm going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think that that's really we what I'll
1: be all right.
0: This is why we have to keep somebody else on the show so they keep me and Jada in line. <laughs> well, Jay, thank you so much for joining me today. I There's love having no you problem. on the show. And you all, thank you so much for tuning in to The Local Woman. Again, we appreciate you for uh, working with us through some of our technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. We're still learning in the studio. And uh, thanks so much to Tarva for always keeping us in line here. Uh, with He's this uh, MVP. I know, that's right, with the real technical support. Um Thanks so much for listening to The Local Woman. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you.